We got MLB playoffs. We got Thursday night football. We got Urban Meyer. I don't know, man. There's so much to talk about this week. This is the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome, welcome back once again to the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. This is Chad the Mark with Mr. Brown and Canadian Biggie. And man, Mr. Brown, you had a, a pretty eventful night. You got to connect with some baseball players. That'll be dropping on a, a separate show. Uh, what's the name of the show again? Beat the Shift. That's right. Beat the Shift with Mr. Brown, a.k.a. Greg Rawlings, a.k.a. Mr. Brown. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you had uh, a couple catchers, huh? Yeah, we had Mike Heath and Ed Hearn, both World Series champions. Okay, so it's nice when we get a chance to talk to some uh, World Series guys. And and you know what? Baseball playoffs are here, so there's not much of a better time than now to talk to guys like that. And let's just jump right into this real quick because we, we got the wild card out of the way, the one-game playoff. Before we even get into anything, did you stay up and watch the game last night, Biggie? I know the other night when I came down, you were falling asleep in the chair, upright, snoring with your mouth open and drool hanging out. So, like, what happened last night? Last night, I went home and went to bed in the seventh inning. I tried watching it in bed. Didn't happen. I don't know. Both nights, I really wanted to watch. I get into the wild card. I love – a lot of people are complaining about – uh, it being the Yankees well, we'll and the Dodgers, the but sure. you're starting the playoffs with the game seven. There's no better way. Mr. Brown, did you make it? I didn't make it last night. Oh my God. I had planned on turning on the TV when I went upstairs after Biggie uh, crashed out. And then I just laid up there and was like, you know what? I'll check it on my phone. But then I fell asleep. I was wondering why the text chain got a little quiet there in the evening. I was just like, man, nobody else is watching this. I, I think I text you guys about a review. Like, what's your call? And nobody answered. I'm like, those bastards are having fun without me now. Aren't even going to respond to my text. Yeah, I saw that this morning, and I was like, damn, I shouldn't have drank so much Jim Beam so early because I got sleepy in a hurry. Uh, We're old, and that's what old people do. They fall asleep, so it happens. It's any time that your neighbors are playing loud music, but it's a bunch of 90s songs, you know they're going to be done by 10. Is that what was happening? Yeah. (laughs) Did you have any any songs in the wheelhouse you were really happy to hear? Uh, All of them. They made me feel young again. Just just I'm too sexy. (laughs) He's too sexy for his picks. We know yeah, that. Yeah, He's going to talk right. about that. We do have our uh, NFL Stone Cold Lead Pipe Locks of the Week coming up. But I will tell you, I stayed up and watched the game like a trooper because I, I was hoping somehow both teams would lose. And, you know, it just didn't happen. Uh, the Cardinals, you know, they, they they took the Dodgers to the limit. And, you know, everybody's sitting there saying the Dodgers, you know, playing in a one-game elimination game. It's not fair. They won over 100 games. Win your division, and you don't have to worry about that. We're sorry the Giants had an epic year themselves, but it was a pretty nice walk-off home run, playoff-style October baseballs here, and uh, you guys missed it, so sorry. That sucks for you. Yeah, I heard a bunch of that. The Dodgers are 19 games better than the Braves, yet the Braves didn't have to play in the wild card, and they get the Brewers, whereas they get the Giants. I know Zach Ford, who is a fan of the Giants, kind of said – I shouldn't really want the Dodgers, but oh, I want the Dodgers. This is going to be an epic five-game set. At this point, though, like like we talked about it yesterday, Dodgers didn't win the division, and I have to eat some spicy ramen because I lost a bet to you, which we will do. But 
do the Giants even have a prayer against baseball's best team on paper who survived the wild card game? You'd have to say they do. I mean, won 107 games. You got to feel pretty good about your chances. I, I'm going to wrap it up like this. Like, with Rocky Balboa, it was like a puncher's always got a chance. Despite the Giants winning 107 games, that's how I feel about their chances right now against the Dodgers. I mean, they they're not a bad team. No. You know, they in fact, they showed pretty much some damn consistency throughout. They they kept the lead even when the Dodgers got hot toward the end and really tried to close the gap like the Giants never relinquished. They did okay. So, I think the Dodgers are still the odds-on favorite, obviously, to win the whole damn thing. But man, the the Giants, man, they they could they could do it. I mean, they did did they win the season series over them? I believe they did. Yeah, I believe so. The thing about the Dodgers, you got Cody Bellinger, who was what league MVP a couple years ago, barely seen the field this year in a slump. Now. On base three times. Chris Taylor was like eight for 72, hits the walk-off bomb. You can take and pull Max Scherzer. What'd he go? Four? Four and a third. Four and a third. You can pull him and not worry. You got enough guys behind him. If the Dodgers don't win this series, I'd be surprised. Hmm. All right. Well, let's flip it over to the uh, other side. The uh, Yankees and Red Sox, always fun entertainment. But that one kind of – Kind of might be the nail in the coffin for maybe Cashman and or Aaron Boone. Is that fair? Or, I mean, what? What? it's just one game. They made the playoffs with no pitching, essentially. I would say I don't really think it's fair. And Aaron Boone's three full seasons, knockout COVID, he's averaged 98 wins. And me and Mr. Brown had this talk the other night. And how many guys are you going to get him that just swing for the fences and nothing else? And what do they have for pitching, Garrett Cole? Nobody? I agree with you 100%. Um, Aaron Boone gets a lot of criticism in New York because it's been a full decade since any New York team in any sports won a world championship, and he's included in that. But the Yankees, think about that. I can't remember. The, when was the last year the Yankees won the World Series? 2009, I believe. Yeah, it wasn't this last decade. They went the whole entire decade we just ended without First winning. time in Yankee history, yeah. I believe. So you have – 11, 12-year-olds out there that's never seen the Yankees win the World Series since Correct. they've been alive. <laughs> and that's not normal. But the only difference is, is Cashman's a holdover from the uh, good old days, the GM from the good old days. And now you got Boone. But we touched on it yesterday. Why did he feel the need, Cashman, that is, to go out and be like, you know, he got Rizzo early, which is fine because he was there dangled by the Cubs. That's fine. Get Rizzo. But because they had a lot of right-handed power in the lineup, balance it out. Well, then they doubled down. They got Mike Ga- or Mike Gallo, <laughs> Joey Gallo. Sorry, yeah. we love you, Mike. Shout out to Ally Books. <laughs> uh, so they get Gallo to double down on the Rizzo, and all he does is strike out, walk, or hit a home run. So it's, my thing was, we clearly knew Barrios was on the on the block from the Twins. He went to the Blue Jays. Why weren't the Yankees looking at – let's get somebody behind Cole, but at the end of the day it didn't matter because they only had one game and Cole shit the bed. He did, but even with that – Strategy, know, though. They, they, they could have won the – Down the stretch. They could have won the division if they would have acted early. I mean, look what the Dodgers did, and they didn't win the division, but 
you know, they, they go and land a blockbuster deal with Scherzer and Trey Turner, who batting had, champion Trey Turner, a, a tremendous run to end the season. The fastest man in baseball, Trey Turner. Is he the fastest man in baseball? Self-proclaimed. Okay. That's all you got to say. But, yeah. but like, oh. it, it's on Cashman, right? Like, I think you got to give Boone a, a little bit of slack and you yep. got to look at the front office saying, man, you're not doing anything to give us the competitive advantage. You got the paychecks to hand out to anybody, but like here's the fact that the fact that they've averaged that many wins with what they've given him to work with, it's more on Cashman than it is on Boone to me. And I saw this the other day somewhere where the Yankees gave up like three of their top 45 or 50 prospects to get Gallo who hit under 200 for him, as opposed to whoever's the general manager for the Braves who basically gave up a couple prospects and a bag of popcorn for like Duvall and all those guys you got to replace Acuna. I mean, what your front office does not only affects this season, but now it'll affect who comes up in their system and who they can trade for next year. You can't put that all on Boone. I mean, I agree with you. They they sold their farm for Gallo, who didn't do anything down the stretch. Four top prospects. The Braves got four outfielders essentially to replace uh, Acuna. They got Soler, Rosario, Jock Peterson, and then Duvall, who led the National League in RBIs. And they gave up no top prospects, probably within the top 20 of their farm system. So they didn't salvage the future. And the Yankees, I'm just like, I, I, I sit back, and that's why we're talking about Aaron Boone. What the hell are they doing? Like, why? Like, we know pitching wins. What are they doing? They got great bullpen arms. Got to get to the bullpen. They got a great lineup on paper. When the when the you know mutants stay healthy, I mean, but what what now? Where do they go from here? Uh, well, they're going to need a third base coach too, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> Ask A Rod; he'll let you know. Uh, did you look? We we rip on A Rod all the time, but did you see how much universal hate he got on social media? Like, like there's calls for ESPN. Like, you need to do something. You need to do something now. It's it's that bad. You can't put A Rod in the booth with just uh, the play by play. There's got to be a third guy. And he was off the rails. He was talking about who may resign and next season, dude. It's wild card. I want to listen and talk to and think about this game and this game only. Everyone wants to shit all over Joe Buck. We talked about it this week. I have no issue with Joe Buck. I mean, he's knowledgeable. He can call a good game. And Joe I think, Buck is fine. People just get butt hurt because of his daddy, and that's why he's got well, the job. Yeah, I, like, got I get that. that. I, but he's earned it at this but he's, point. Yeah, he's not terrible. And my God, he's probably the hardest working guy Fox has. Him and Smoltz yeah. make a good team, but when you when you talk, look at A-Rod, man, that's a whole nother level. Yeah, look, I mean, look what A-Rod's done to us. We're out here defending Joe Buck for no damn reason all of a sudden. I will say this. That throw home, you can kill – A-Rod can kill the third base coach for sending him, and it was a close play. He put pressure on Boston to make an absolutely perfect relay, which they did. Yeah. Well, I was watching uh, a recap on MLB Network with uh, – uh, Mike Lowell and Cliff Floyd, I think, and they were they were breaking it down, and they they had talked to like Bogarts and some and some somebody else just about the whole sequence, and it was pretty damn amazing. And you don't realize like all the little things that go into how these plays take take shape, but it was everything from them watching if the third base coach Phil Nevin was sending him to how can you position yourself to make sure you still have the double play 
intact to keep you know Stanton from wanting to to stretch for the double and and then you know positioning yourself for the relay I mean it was just so many things into it you forget the intricacies and this is just second hand to these guys because they do it every day yeah. but for people like me I was just in awe to listen to all that so man you talk about the game within the game with the baseball it always stands higher when it comes to playoff time because those moments are so much more pressure filled I don't want to put you guys on the spot, but now that we're officially down to the uh, division series, I'd like to see some predictions. That's where I was going next. Oh, nice. Uh, All right, we're uh-huh. ahead. So we can start with uh, the one that was t- the two that were today. So the Astros put a whooping on the White Sox, and then you also have the, the Rays and Rays, the Ro- yeah, Red Sox. Rays and Red Sox. So I'll go ahead and tell you on those. Uh, the the teams that that won today are the ones the ones that win the series. So that's not really going out on a limb in a five game series. But uh, the Astros, man, like I, I just feel it that it's going to be them and the Dodgers somehow, and it's going to be the best thing ever if it is. And uh, the Rays, the Rays just do what they do. I really want to see the White Sox in the World Series for multiple reasons. And earlier in the year, that's who I picked and I thought would get there. But having seen how the season finished, uh, Astros are going to win this series and they're going to take the AL. Barring injury. They're a really good team. We can crap all over them for cheating. But to go to the World Series against the Dodgers, they didn't have a system on the road. They played four games in L.A., split 2-2, one game 7-5-1 on the road. So as much as they did cheat, they're still a really talented club, and Dusty Baker's perfect fit for that squad. He is the guy that's like the, the common denominator that keeps it calm in there in the clubhouse. Is the perfect candidate to bring in a guy like Dusty Baker. And what a matchup between Dusty and Tony LaRusa in that series. Like, I'm telling you, you can't make this stuff up. So, to me, Biggie, if the Astros go to the World Series, do we forgive them now? I think that you have to, and this is coming from a Mariners fan. They've proven that, yes, I know they did cheat, but they are a super talented team. They're not cheating now. To me, I kind of align the Astros with the same lines of Barry Bonds, honestly. They didn't have to cheat. And they were, they were good. Yeah, why they did you They were going to be it? good no matter what they did. Barry Bonds was a Hall of Famer. He should be a Hall of Famer. He was, Pittsburgh Pirates Barry Bonds is a Hall of Famer. And the Houston Astros are a World Series club regardless of what they got caught doing. And that, that to you me, know, is the same thing. I look at right it like there. this. Uh, why do they change the signs when a guy gets a second? Every team in the league. Everybody is trying to gain an advantage. What they did with the buzzer system, obviously, way over the top, but – don't act like other teams aren't trying to gain any advantage. They damn can. it! Eventually, there are going to have Microsoft surfaces out there right. underneath their hat. You watch, damn it! It's already happening. They got the stupid cards every every freaking play. But uh, all right, so for my picks, real quick. Yep. Um, I picked the White Sox probably since uh, At the beginning, man. Yeah. So I, I'm sticking with the Sox because I feel like I'm obligated. To. And I think that that series, regardless of the Sox are win or not, are going. It's going to go five. Because they're evenly matched teams. I know the Astros came out and they punched them in the mouth like they should at home. It was at home, though. At home. Uh, but McCullers whipped up on Lance Lynn in the matchup, which is not, you know, ideal on paper. So I, I'm going to stick with the White Sox. I'm going to go with the Rays because I feel like the Red Sox are just happy to be here. Right. Because they really are. They're ahead of schedule. Right. So I'm going Rays and I'm going White Sox. 
Okay. Do we want to dive into the other side of it real quick? Absolutely. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and tell you the Dodgers are going to be the Giants. I don't need to give you much uh, commentary there. Is it competitive? Yes. It, it'll it'll go at least How four. Many? Okay. Um, and then on the other side of it, you know, I, I'm going to take the Brewers pitching. Uh, sorry, Mr. Brown. But uh, I learned that this is the first time those two teams have ever met in the postseason. But the Brewers were in the AL for a long time. So there you go. Biggie, your thoughts? Uh, I agree with you, except I do believe that the Brewers have uh, kind of overachieved just a little bit. They're going to falter in the playoffs. Somebody else is going to get drunk and break their hand on a wall. <laughs> I'm going to take the Braves in five to lose to the Dodgers in the NLCS for the second year in a row. Uh, I, if I'm a Braves fan, I'd probably rather lose in this round. <laughs> yeah. All right, so as far as the Dodgers and the Giants, I don't feel like the Giants put up a fight at all. I feel like the Giants may steal one game and then the Dodgers win three to one. Just my opinion. Um, because who else can throw out Scherzer in the first game? And the fact that he only went four and a third now means he can come back on short rest. Yeah. So you got Bueller and the only 20 game winner in, the, in baseball this year following the wild card game. No other team can do that but the Dodgers. So the Dodgers win three to one in that series. I also picked the Brewers. To go to the World Series against the White Sox early on. So I'm going to stick with the Brewers <laughs> All right. to win that series. But I think it goes five games. But the problem is with the Brewers, and they've struggled down the stretch. Like, honestly, on paper, if, if it wasn't, if it didn't transpire the way it did down the spread, stretch, I would have taken the Brewers in four games, honestly, over the Braves. I mean, how much of that, though, was they haven't been in a division race since July? No, I don't, I don't think that's what it is. Okay, I'm just asking. So – the problem is, is Braves rake on left-handed pitchers. Well, the problem is with the Brewers is, is that their top two studs, Burns and Woodruff, are both right-handed. So it's going to be a great test early on to see if they can uh, do that, but I don't think they do. Ideally, they'd win one game in Milwaukee because I'm going to be down in Atlanta on Monday, and it was, I swear to God, if the Braves get knocked out of the playoffs and their season ends the, while I'm there – I don't know if I'll see you guys again. <laughs> I'm just being honest. Uh, we'll put out an APB for you. But Where let me, in the world is Mr. Brown? Let me throw out one more stat, which gives the Braves hope. The Milwaukee Brewers are the worst hitting team in baseball when it comes to off-speed pitches, which is what Charlie Morton and Max Fried especially does. They batted 191 against any, any pitches other than a fastball as a team. And Max Fried's best pitch is a curveball. Morton is a nasty slaughter. So let's see what happens. I, I like your analysis. There. I do I do hope you're right. I do hope it is the White Sox that win. But uh just the way the Astros finish the season, maybe it's because in our in my division and I see them play all the time. I just they're like on a revenge tour. I just hope the Braves win so he comes back and he's not negative and nasty for like a month. Yeah, so like when I'll, would I'll, game I'll, five I'll, of that series? Like it affects be. my health too. Huh? When would game five of that Brave series be? I don't know. Would it be next Thursday? Probably. Oh, dear God. <laughs> Probably. All I'm telling you is if they close out the Braves down in Atlanta while I'm there, we're going to have to suspend all bases, uh, sh- uh, beat the shift, and then just – Probably cancel the show. <laughs> we'll have to do some rebranding efforts out there. Hire a consultant. You know, for a guy who picked them to lose the series, you sure are going to take this hard. Oh, I mean, I'm going to stick with my picks. But not that I want it to happen. If they win one game, it's got to be when you're there. But you yeah. and I know how he is. 
Oh, so yeah. Just be, be prepared. If they lose, it affects us both. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's enough baseball. All right, fellas, one thing I feel like we've been pretty good at predicting is the downfall of a certain head coach. Uh, I kind of made the media rounds a little bit. Dare we say uh, the Urban Cowboy? I got to tell you what. So, you know, last year when we were doing picks, he went full Costanza one week. Urban Meyer is doing the full Costanza. You ever watch Seinfeld? <laughs> He's trying to get fired. Yeah. But he can't quit and he can't say he needs to get fired, but he's got to get fired. Biggie, I'm going to give you props, man. You called USC for Urban last week. Yeah, baby. So, is that what's going to happen here? Oh, yeah. Herb's in over his head right now. Whether he gets fired or res- – I don't think he'll resign because then he gives away money. Um, at some point this season, he'll be fired. Whether it's in the next month of the season, he'll be the next USC head coach because he's not going to flame out in the NFL and not rebound for anything. He can go to USC for six years, win two titles, So and no retire. chance he just walks away completely. No way. It's like Steve Spurrier. I'm this genius offensive coach in college. I go to the pros. My system sucks. What do he do? He went back to South Carolina, built them into a pretty good program. Same thing with Urban Meyer. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say with Urban is the fact that the Jaguars have actually played better than I anticipated. So it's like on the field, I'm not really disappointed. So he goes back to his uh, hometown. (laughs) Stomping grounds. Yeah. Where was it at? Columbus? Columbus. Columbus. So he, he's he, got a restaurant there, apparently. But I mean, like, what are you thinking, dude? I mean, like, you're actually holding your own compared to what talent you have no, as NFL holding, roster. He was holding something. Here's what I don't get. I don't get it. Do you, if he's still the head coach at Ohio State, does this video get out? Yeah, man. I, ah, in, in you run world? that town. That's a million people uh, in Columbus. You got no, one of the best programs in the country. In today's time, somebody's going to put it out there. Because yeah. even the people that posted this one have now deleted their social media accounts. I mean, that's because Backlash. now everybody knows what her name is. It's uh, something like uh, Chastity Nebraska or some stupid thing like that. I can't remember what it is. I thought it was a stripper because of the name. White trash, white girl name. Uh, well, wait, what, what was the uh, – wasn't there a pitcher named Nebraska? I don't know. Mandy Lynn, Steve April Nebraska. Lynn. Steve Nebraska. Maybe they're related. Uh, the so One the, hit wonders. I'm with you, though. Like, it's not – I don't even think it's it's his scheme, Biggie. I, I think Mr. Brown's right. Like, they've played better. But if you're doing that and apparently there's no faith or trust with him because he hung out at a restaurant he owned with I, – I don't understand why the – the player, like, other than him being a distraction, like, you can't preach, don't be a distraction, and then you become a distraction. But, like, is really what he did? Is it that far gone with the Jaguars players and the rest of the staff? I don't think that it is. I think it's a combination of things. The reports that I heard out said that he didn't have a whole lot of credibility within the building uh, from the gift go From the different stuff he's did, he came in like he was a know-it-all. I'm going to win every game. So he's a Spurrier. Yep. Uh, the Tim Tebow exhibition, people didn't care for. And when this happened, he was supposed to have a team meeting. He canceled the team meeting, tried to get one of his captains and other coaches to go position group by position group and explain to them what happened. They laughed and said no. So he would poke his head in different meeting rooms and gave a, ah, here's kind of what happened story. And when he left, they burst out laughing so loud that he could hear them laughing. Hmm. Like he's lost the locker room. Like it's it's done. Then 
Yeah. Like, what do you, what do you do? How do you, you can't fix that unless you win the rest of your games. So you're shot, Khan. You gave him all this money. You're ready to fire him right now. You wanted to make a splash when you hired him. People in the NFL didn't like to hire to start with. Even though you're a Kajujian billionaire, you're looking for a reason to fire him and not pay him, right? Yeah. Like, are they going to go to London in a couple weeks and he's going to fire him on that tarmac? Find Just your own way home. There. Leave him in London. We took your passport. You're stuck. They don't win the next two. It'll be 0-6. It'll be the most losses that he has had. He'll have close to as many losses as he had in his entire tenure at Ohio State. Ohio State, he only lost like nine games in eight years. Are you sure this just isn't part of a master plan to get the number one draft pick again? Well, if it is, they're doing a good job, although they're <laughs> going to compete with Houston for that. I mean, to touch on what you just said, as a management person, like and in, in essentially a head coach manages the franchise and its players, you have to know what the mindset is of your work group and your team and the camaraderie and what's the atmosphere like, <laughs> despite the uh, appearing to overachieve kind of on paper, you know, for the Jaguars. If, if I'm Urban Meyer, and I'm not, but does he not, like, lay low and make sure, you know, I'm going to do everything I can to win their trust and show them that I belong? Or is it just like he just got that money and he just don't care and I'm Urban Meyer? Dude, could you imagine you going to work on Monday and then your team – I mean, you're not on Monday. You're going to Atlanta. But yeah. if you weren't going to – Whenever Atlanta, I get back. Yeah, Tuesday. <laughs> Wednesday. Uh, Friday. <laughs> you show up to work and and you, you tell everybody, you know, you're just touching base, tell everybody what's going on with the business and – Every time you talk to somebody, they, they just start laughing their ass off every time you walk away. And, and nobody's doing anything you ask them to do, and your assistant managers are just looking at you like, whatever, man, just finish talking so you can get out of my way and I can do my job. Like, how how would you feel if that happened to you? I mean, most people with a conscience will feel like you're like about like even shorter than I currently am. <laughs> so the fact is, is Urban Meyer has no conscience because if he's going to roll in there like nothing happened and just walk around with his head not tucked between his legs, he's got a problem and it's going to be a short problem. Do you see his press conference when he was talking about what happened? He wasn't looking at any reporters. He was talking to the podium. That is a guy who's, man, I'm an idiot. I screwed up. How do I get out of this? Because I want out of this now. He's not ready to have a heart attack. <laughs> he just has realized really quickly that he is not an NFL head coach because at USC, Ohio State, Damn, Florida. Is, is, wait a minute. Is it really going to be USC? Is that like a foregone conclusion? It is in my mind. No, and there's been room. I've seen articles about know, it since Biggie said I, it. I, I'm just – Biggie said it before I saw the article. I know he said it like two months ago, I think. Yeah, well, about six weeks ago. So, you, Biggie, you posted a meme about it, or you sent it in the group text. You was like, who did it better or whatever. And you, you showed Jerry Jones and his woman yep. of the night, <laughs> and Urban Meyer and his lap dancer. To me, the difference was the woman with uh, Jerry was like, all I do is win, 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 no yeah. matter what. Well, Urban Myers was like, well, I'm a creep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She was like a little unsure what That's to do. That's the difference in that meme. And they, yep. they were one was very comfortable and one was clearly not. We yep. were not there, so we don't know, but a picture is worth a thousand words. So you can make your own judgments there. Uh, I could talk about this all day. I, it's insane. I, it is. I don't think there's anything else worth worth talking about as far as NFL goes right now. Well, so, like it's dominated everything. You're right. So 
Does Urban finish the season? No, we we've been saying no. All three of us have said he's not. Well, the over run originally was two years. Yeah, but once once we got like, that was the early. That was before the season started. That was before Vegas changed the betting odds. <laughs> <laughs> if you got so, in early, you're doing good. Does he make it past Halloween? Oh wow! Ooh. Damn, that's a good over under. I right bring there. Halloween up because they play two more. They go to London. They have a bye week, so that's basically Halloween. Uh, 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 I don't want to go first. Uh, I'm going to say no, he doesn't. Yeah, if they're already looking at ways they can buy him out and not pay the guy, I think that uh, they'll figure out something. I think he's gone. Yeah, I was going to take the under as well. But, uh, man, it just it just seems like, well, like what's the point? You know, I, I mean, maybe at this point you're like, just keep him around to make sure you get that draft pick and then fire him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Get some use out of him. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have to pay him anyway. So. Hey, just keep sucking. <laughs> hey, just keep being you, Irvin. He'll be fine. <laughs> oh, my God, this is terrible. Oh. Shaka Khan is so pissed. <laughs> uh, Best thing Urban's done was appear on the wrestling uh, show since yeah, he's been there. Yeah, that was the highlight of his career. Yes, it was. <laughs> Oh, oh, God. He had a broken finger, Wilson, but now he's got a broken kneecap. Yeah, it looks like the Rams are going to cover this two-and-a-half-point spread, but you guys ready? You ready to just roll into the picks? You want to go ahead and knock that out? Just do it. Let's do it. Biggie, hit the music. All right, everybody. You know when we hear that sound what time it is, and it is time for – can you believe it's week five already? <laughs> week five – NFL Stone Cold Lead Pipe Locks, and I was 6-10 and 10 last week. That was terrible. I had all those lone wolves. I went two for five. It could have went a lot better in my favor, but it didn't. Mr. Brown. You might actually win a Thursday game this week. I, I might start off on and know. Oh. I'm rubbing his back now. Uh, it makes me excited. Yeah. <laughs> now uh, rub his front. Oh, no. Yeah, can't do that. This isn't like Gary. Shh. <laughs> 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 Quiet. <laughs> Uh, so you're 500 last week. Congratulations. Yeah. Biggie, a game over 500, even in a bad week. I'll All take it. All you do is win, 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 no matter what. 36 and 28 is our clubhouse leader with Biggie. Mr. Brown, you're 34 and 32, and I'm 28 and 36. This is a role reversal for you and me compared to last year. But it's only week five. We got plenty of time to make some change and make some movement here. Added a week to the season, baby. Uh, it just means I'll be even further under 500. But let's go ahead and get tonight's game out of the way. We already talked about it. We posted it on social media well before the game started that we all took the Rams to cover a two-and-a-half-point road favorite. So looks like uh, – or no, the Seahawks were favored two-and-a-half, right? Rams. Rams. I got it wrong. I got to fix my screen here. Man, but we all took them to spite. We all, that. we all took the Rams no matter what. So the Rams are going to win by at least two and a half. What's the score right now? 16 to 7 Rams. That's all right. We we like the way it's looking. So let's uh move on to Is this a is this a London game the uh Jets at Falcons? It's got to be because it's a 9:30 a.m. start right, time. So uh man, I I guess it's worth to do that uh for some franchises because 
I'm sure the Falcons aren't really selling out uh, Mercedes-Benz soup, whatever it is. It's, well, you open that stadium. Mercedes-Benz Stadium. And and you put, you know, you put Chick-fil-A in there, God's chicken, and you can't eat it on game day. Uh, it's, a, it's a disaster. Oh, the Jets are on the road, and the Falcons find themselves as a favorite. Did I get that right? They are a three-point favorite. Well, Biggie. I have no idea if I'll do this again this season, but I'm taking the Jets to cover. And they'll win the game. I am taking the Falcons, and my only thing is, is why in the hell would anyone in, where are they playing at? London. London. Why would anybody come to this game? (laughs) This is our representation of American football. Now, look, if you get at least 60,000 that show up to this, then you better put a team in London, because if they show up to watch this dumpster fire, you might as well put the London silly nannies over there full time, and we'll be all right. That's dedication, Holmes. Uh, Well, I'm also uh, taking the Jets with Biggie, so you're the lone wolf, Mr. Brown. I just think the Jets... They, they, they've showed at least some promise for the Falcons, man. I, I just, I don't know. Jets showed some fight last week. Roberts Law uh, got that first win. Zach Wilson played a little better. Yeah. Despite all that, they're still going to lose some of the Falcons. <laughs> ah! Muck, 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 muck. <laughs> all right, the Eagles on the road to Carolina where the Panthers Lost to Dallas, but didn't play completely terrible. Just had a slow start. And they're a three-point favorite at home here hosting the Eagles, who have been really bad since week one. Yeah, the Eagles have played well enough to be you know close in games as it's went along. But they are just not going to win a whole lot of games this year. I really like Carolina to cover at home in this game. I don't like anything about Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. I've said it from the beginning. Uh, I do love Sam Darnold and his new look. Carolina Panthers, just get him out of New York, baby. Can I say something? Sure, sure. you can. Who was yeah. really high on Sam Darnold getting a new shot in Carolina to show the talent he had before we, the Jets ruined it? I think we all were. I don't think any of us like said Darnold was that bad. It was just the Jets and the Swamp Monster. I think it started with something like, Biggie said, well, let me say this. Yeah, I'll say this. <laughs> Sam Darnold is the second coming of Jesus. What? <laughs> That's exactly what he said. Exactly. Now so you I'm going to follow that Jesus sentiment. was not a ginger. So <laughs> I'm, I'm going to take the Panthers hands down. I'm also taking the Panthers. There's no reason to elaborate. The uh, Eagles are, are trash. So let's just move on. Chubba Hubbard. Chubba Hubba. Well, they said McCaffrey. Yeah, play. he's it? a game yeah. time decision. Yeah, and the Panthers traded for two cornerbacks. Gilmore won't play yeah, this week. They're they moving right. Get direction. in on this three point spread while you can, baby. Yeah. I'm like Matt Rule from the beginning at the NFL level. He's one of the college coaches that's done well. Love Matt Rule. Baylor boy, he's a good coach. All right, so let's uh, go to a game that has a large spread. The Bucks at home, ten Ooh. points over the Dolphins. Ooh. This game is a little tough to pick in that. I would bet my left nut the Bucks win, but 10 is a big cover. I'm going to take the Bucks and give the points. So two is still out, right? Yes. It's for Jacoby still. Jacoby. Mm, this is tough for me. Because it's such a big spread. Yeah. And the Bucks like, let your sorry-ass Patriots hang in there. <laughs> well, since well that's I'm, just because Bill Belichick dialed up a rainstorm. Well, since yeah. I'm such a bad picker, I'll tell you why I'm taking the Bucks, and then you can maybe elaborate on your own thoughts yeah, here. Yeah, I'm good. You can I, convince I, me. I, I'm just uh, not sure that Tom Brady plays two games that poorly in a row. I feel like they'll bounce back 
and they are at home, and they got that shadow of the, the Patriots thing out of the way. So I just see the Bucks really coming back strong. Well, you know what? I'm either going to be a part of this sinking ship or not. So I'm going to be a part of the Titanic, and I'll take the Bucks. That way I don't lose no ground. <laughs> I like that. For no reason at all. This Dolphins loss also plays into the fact that Deshaun Watson sitting on my bench in fantasy football because they're going to have to trade for him in another week. Good luck. He's not playing this year. Uh, the Saints on the road to the Washington football team. The Saints, what an enigma they are. They're a two-and-a-half-point road favorite. I have absolutely no clue. This, to me, is just a toss-up. These teams are Jekyll and Hyde each week. You never know what you're getting out of the Saints. Last week... I went with the Giants to cover. They won outright. I'll take uh, Taylor Heineke and the Redskins to cover this week. I've been kind of disappointed with Ron Rivera this year so far. Overall with the Redskins. I know he lost Fitzpatrick and now we got Heineke in there. And I need Scary Terry to do his thing. But to me, I feel like the Saints are better coached and they have better talent overall. I feel like the Saints cover. I also have the Saints covering just because Washington has not impressed me very much at all. Their defense has definitely not shown up the way we thought they would. Uh, the Saints, uh, Peyton's too good of a coach to have uh, repeat performances like that. They'll, they'll find a way. It's only a two-and-a-half point spread. Can they beat Washington by three? Yeah, they can. So, Big, you're the lone wolf. Uh, can, I don't know what you want to do for Washington. What's up? Bring back the Hogs. <laughs> Uh, that was great. I, I like that. that. <laughs> he makes that noise all the time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Eat that trough. Here's a, here's a team I don't think is an enigma. I think they're not very good and may not make the playoffs now. But, oh, well, that's right. They're in a terrible division, so they'll still probably make the playoffs. The Tennessee Titans I on the road. Clearly are talking about the Jaguars. <laughs> and the Jaguars. <laughs> the Titans on the road to the Jaguars. The Titans are only a four-and-a-half-point favorite against the Urban Meyer machine. If there's one game you're going to put money on this week, smash the Titans for the cover here. Coming off a poor performance last week without A.J. Brown or Julio Jones, they're going to roll into Jacksonville, a team that's already quit on its head coach and win by 17 points. We had a whole segment about Urban Meyer and the Jaguars. <laughs> we did. And you've already penciled me in for the Titans. <laughs> I mean, I was just assuming that like, the spread would... <laughs> All right, Not so, so fast, my friend. <laughs> With that being said, I'm taking the Titans. <laughs> so, so just so people know, I, 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 I wait until Mr. Brown always speaks. This is the first time I've ever put his pick in for him just because I knew... <laughs> <laughs> There's no like four and a half. Like it'd have to be eight for you right, to even right, think right, about right, it. I agree. That's so crazy. I agree. All right, no, no reason for us to keep just pissing <laughs> on the, the jag. You caught me off guard there. Uh, <laughs> I can feel you just staring a hole in me. But I, was I, was, like, I was just. I'm gonna keep looking at Biggie. I'm just not gonna detract here. All right, let's go to another monster spread where nobody likes the Vikings as much as Biggie does. The Lions on the road to Minnesota. The Vikes are a nine-and-a-half-point home favorite. Here's the thing. I love the Vikings to win this game. And I think that their offense will show up and their defense will show up. But for whatever reason, they typically play the Lions fairly tight. So I will have to take the Vikings to blow them out and cover. Oh, wow. I'm taking the Lions, hands down. I mean, I had to type that three times because of Biggie <laughs> Swerves. I'm trying to stay on schedule here, and 
you know, you're, you're taking the Vikings to win by 10. That's that's impressive. Uh, I'm also taking the Lions. The Lions have had a habit of at least playing tough ball here lately. And it's a division game, man. It's hard to blow out your division teams that you see twice a year. So uh, give us your uh, lone wolf skull. Skull! <laughs> Sounded like a Halloween skull there yeah. for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I just saw the boogeyman. Uh, the Denver Broncos, man, this 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 is a shit show of a game. The Broncos on the road to Pittsburgh. The Steelers are a one and a half point favorite. To me, this is like the worst game of the week. Not only to pick, just probably to watch too. The Steelers are at home. I, I got to go with the Steelers at home. All right, so the Steelers. <laughs> but they're bad this year. You laugh. But Big Ben, he can't move. He can't do anything. Their offensive line's god-awful, which in turn kills Najee to run the ball. Broncos, one of the best defenses in the NFL. I know that Baltimore handed it to him last week, but Lamar isn't in the backfield for the Steelers. So I'm going to take the Broncos. They're going to win this game by at least seven points. Wow. So not just to cover, but, you know, well, they would have to win to cover because it's one and a half. But I'm also taking Broncos just because the Steelers are so terrible. My Bengals barely beat the Jaguars, and they handled the Steelers. So that shows a lot about what Pittsburgh's been going through. And Big Ben is uh, not going to make it through the regular season. Can I say that? Yeah, you can say that. All right. So you're a lone wolf again, man. You just said it. I said it. Well, I think so highly of the Steelers. My lone wolf is... Sweet Caroline. Eat shit, pit. There you go. All right, now the Packers. This is an interesting game. On the road to Cincinnati, the Packers are a three-point road favorite. So that means Vegas thinks they're a touchdown better because you get three being at home. Having said that, the Packers have played really well the last three weeks. Back to the team that we thought that they should be. Um, Joe Burrow. I love him. They're coming off 10 days to prep. I'm going to go out on a limb here and take the bagels. Mm. I like it. I'm going to take the Packers because they're superior. They are the better team. I just, in this game, I like the, uh, I like the Bengals to win at home here. Uh, if the Packers were at home, I would take the Packers. I'm taking the Bengals also. And I really want to take the Packers just because I feel like if I do, the Bengals will win the game. And that's actually more important to me than getting the spread right here. But uh, I, I, I'm with you, man. It's the time off and the time to prepare. And, and they seem to be pretty healthy. And their offensive line's been playing a little better. They had a really good second half where they threw the ball around. So, Do you see them mic'd up from Thursday night with Burrow? Oh, they're, yeah, They're man. down 14-0 first half. They're come, make, come back in the second half. And go boys effing get into field goal rage we got this man he's got some moxie those guys are falling they're young and talented like you got a bright future you go write it down fellas i want you to write it down right now the packers win by 10 by 10 i'm not at, writing it down at but least I, I'll, I'll remember that at least 10 but uh you're the lone wolf so can i just say again i like cheese <laughs> you're on the packers wagon here lately yeah. apparently Ah, this is a tough one for me. The Patriots on the road to Houston, where the Patriots are an eight-and-a-half-point road favorite. See, here's the thing. The Patriots are going to win the game. Ah, here we go. Even as a Patriots fan, I don't want to take them to cover eight-and-a-half because they're really not better than anyone in the league except Jacksonville by eight-and-a-half. But 
I have to because Houston is so damn bad. I'll take them to cover. They'll win by 13. I am taking the fighting Mac Joneses to cover because he hung toe-to-toe with Tom Brady. That's a confidence builder, and what a better way, I can't think of, to extend your confidence than going to beat up on a Houston team that, how many points did they score last week? Zero. Exactly, and it's going to be a repeat performance. I think they might get shut out again. They're that bad. So, Patriots across the board. Congratulations, Biggie. We all aligned with your team. How's that feel? The British are coming. <laughs> I thought he was going to take the Texans for a minute. I just, uh, you know, he was going to do what I was going well, to do about picking the Packers instead of the Bengals. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The Patriots have two offensive linemen on the COVID list right now, but it shouldn't matter in this nah, game. It's not going to matter. All right, let's keep moving. The Bears on the road to the Vegas Mesa with a play. The Raiders. And the Raiders are a five and a half point home favorite after. Uh, Kind of getting exposed a little bit last week. And the Bears, who's their starting quarterback? Justin Fields. That's right. The rest of the season, it looks like, too. So, Biggie, how's this game going to play out? The Raiders are going to start out slow like they always do. Bears fans are going to feel good in the first half because they're going to be up, uh, you know, 10-3, 13-7, something like that. The Raiders are second half or a comeback team down 21-0. They got it 21-14. The week before, 14-0 to uh, – Miami, they come back 25-14. But when the Raiders get rolling this week, the train isn't going to stop. They're going to win something like 31-16, 31-17. I agree with you completely. One team has Fields and one team has Herbert with the Chargers. That's not a fair comparison. Herbert is a badass. The Chargers have a great offense. They have multiple basketball players playing skill positions at 6-7 or whatever. <laughs> so... I'm picking the Raiders, and I think they're going to win by at least 10. I almost took the Bears. I'm changing mine at the last second, and I'll tell you why. Uh, I, I, I just now remember that David Montgomery is not playing, and that's even more of a uh, – if it wasn't for that, I was going to take the, the Bears to cover, but definitely Damian not Williams. Win. Yes, that, that'll work out perfectly for them. Nah. Uh, the, I I feel like it'll be a closer game. You know, I don't think they're going to blow the doors off of them. I think they're going by like seven or eight, you know, something like that. So I'll give them the cover. So we, we got your Raiders across the board. Congratulations on that one. Uh, the Browns with a busted up Baker Mayfield with a torn labrum apparently. just In uh, his non-throwing shoulder. Yeah, I'm sure that still feels great every time yeah. he gets sacked. Uh, man, they're uh, a two-point – uh, underdog going into L.A. to play the Chargers. Give me the Chargers all effing day. The Chargers are balling. Herbert's taking and doing what I had thought he would do coming into the year. We talked about, you know, the coaching change doesn't always benefit the quarterback going from year one to year two. Nothing stopping Herbert. I think the Chargers win this game by two touchdowns. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be like that. I think the Browns do enough to, to – they can make a game ugly, man. They've shown that. Like, it is well within their wheelhouse to make every game ugly if they want to, and they're okay with that. Uh, I think they do that here, but they don't win. The Chargers, they cover, but it's not a blowout. Wouldn't have to Geno Smith with a touchdown pass to DJ Metcalf. Really? Geno Smith getting some PT. We I, Russell Wilson's on the bench. Who's got Russell Wilson? He got hurt. In our league. Yeah, now he broke his finger. But I know. I was wondering who's got know. him in our league. 
Warner's off. I just wanted to drop a Geno Smith reference. Yeah, way to go, Geno. All right, the Giants on the road to the Dallas Cowboys. Big D. Cowboys are a seven-point home favorite. I like the Cowboys to win this game, but I do think the Giants will keep it close, so I'm going to take the Giants to cover. Oh, Giants and Cowboys at seven? Yep. I'm taking the Cowboys. Yeah, I'm also taking the Cowboys. They score too many points, and the Giants are uh, they're, they're bad. They're they're bad. Denny they did Downs, win baby. in New Orleans last week with the Saints return home. New Orleans? No well, but it's Nolans, man. Get it right. They're Jekyll and Hyde, man. That's why that happens. There's no way they pull it off twice in a row. Even when the Cowboys traditionally have been better, even go back to the 90s, for whatever reason, these two typically play games that are four or five-point games. I don't think it happens this week, though. I know. We said that earlier when we talked about division in Minnesota and Detroit, but no. Uh-uh. Not this time, so you're Lone Wolf. Let's go G-Men. 49ers on the road to Arizona. Are they going to have a letdown, or are they going to cover that four and a half? You know, I was saying 2023 NFL MVP Kyler Murray. I should change that to 2021 NFL NFL MVP Kyler Murray. Cardinals with cover. Trey Lance's first start. I think it's going to be a little rocky for him. I I agree. Cardinals cover. Uh it's it's quite obvious on paper, and I don't need to elaborate. Well, I was I was thinking if uh, Garoppolo was healthy and everything, I could see this game being like a uh, a field goal, you know, just yep. because of the defense the Niners got. But uh, yeah, Trey Lance, no, nah, he's not ready, man. You think, uh, Justin Fields is one thing. Trey Lance is gonna look like something else. Just, yeah, just saying. He might have a couple of wow plays, but then he's gonna have some wow that was bad decision plays too. Mm. All right, let's go to some uh, heavy hitters here. This is the Sunday night game. Buffalo. Great game. Great game. Big game of the week. Buffalo on the road to Kansas City. The Chiefs are a three-point home favorite. Give me Josh Allen and the raging Buffalo Bills. Uh, I'm taking the Bills as well. The Chiefs don't have a defense at all. I think the Bills uh, win this game. Yeah, I'm also taking the Bills, the the Chiefs. I think they're going to win every other game for a while, and they won last week, so they're not winning this week because they're playing a quality, quality opponent. And Buffalo's going to have a little chip on their shoulder. They got something to prove here, and uh, they've 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 beat up everybody they've played since week one. Do you think Buffalo is in the back of their mind thinking, hmm, if we were the one seed last year and we played that same game up in Buffalo, maybe it's a different result? Exactly. You go in there, you get a. Another loss on Kansas City. Yeah, so uh, we're, we're aligned there. Bills across the board. Uh, the Colts on the road to Baltimore on Monday night. Is uh, Mr. Uh, Glass playing? As of now, he is, but they haven't finished practice yet this week. Okay, so he's still questionable then. Uh, the Ravens are a seven-point home favorite. Give me Frank Wright, Mr. Glass, and no Quentin Nelson. I'll take the Colts to cover. For some reason, I feel like the Colts have to win eventually. I'm picking the Colts as well. Uh, I just think the Ravens might have found a little bit of a rhythm uh, last week. You know, not saying they beat a really good quality opponent, but they did win pretty convincingly. Uh, I think that carries over a little bit. Uh, and for whatever reason, the Ravens keep finding themselves in prime time. And eventually, one of these is going to be one of them showcase games for Lamar. And I think this might be it. He's lucky to be out there having a showcase game. At the end of last week, 
the move that Harbaugh made to run. Now, I don't care what you do, you know, stop the other team. Just as a head coach, the fact you care that much about the record that you're going to let him take a little run with 10 seconds left in the game, how do you know somebody doesn't fall on his knee or his ankle or he turns wrong? I just, from a coaching standpoint, I thought that was a pretty douchebag move. We got uh, flashbacks of uh, Tony Saragusa doing uh, flapjacks on uh, Rich Gannon, right? Yeah. Like, uh, you know, something like that could happen. Well, that was the Ravens doing it to somebody. Karma like, comes full circle, man. Like John Harbaugh just showed the freaking douche nozzle that he's always been. He looks like a guy that stinks even if he takes a bath. Mm. <laughs> Damn, son. Uh, tell me how you really feel. I do think I, Denver's not good. I, it, it just blows my mind that an NFL Super Bowl winning head coach with 10 seconds left would say, this record is so important that we get it, even if it's not organically. I'm going to take league MVP and my franchise and have him run for four yards. Because nothing bad has ever happened in plays like that. No, nothing ever. Ah. So you're the lone wolf, Chad. Uh, you know, I'll so you're your best you, raven. So, uh, quote the raven nevermore. Kaka! And uh, I just want to say, I just want to say that whenever everybody was ripping on the uh, Panthers for their uh, superimposed hologram, you know, the Ravens have had one for a couple years. So, you know, there, theirs was a giant ass bird that flew into the stadium and, you know, pooped on the 50 yard line or something. But, I bet that bird doesn't go. Kaka! Uh, what is it? <laughs> what the? Uh, I, well, you know what they call a group of ravens? No. They call it a murder. <laughs> there you go. So they're going to murder Mr. Glass and the Colts. <laughs> That's why Ray Lewis played for the Ravens. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that has been the week five NFL Stone Cold Lead Pipe Locks. And we were aligned a lot in this one, so I don't know if we'll see much separation. We'll either ride together and win, or we're going to fall together and die. So we'll see how it comes back next week. Man, that's pretty much going to wrap up the show for us. And you know what? We talked pretty much just playoff baseball and NFL and Urban Meyer because – we had some guests tonight. We mentioned earlier on the show, we got a special episode of Beat the Shift coming out where Mr. Brown talked to a couple catchers. And we got a lot of questions uh, in from the, the groups about just different things they want to hear from. So just keep in mind, make sure you're following us on all aspects of social media. But on Facebook, we are growing a couple things really special. We have a baseball group, uh, America's Pastime, and then we have Football's Life, where we really get a chance to interact with different uh, big leaguers, former players, and we're given a platform for fans to kind of interact cordially because we do get to police it a little bit and make sure nobody gets out of hand. So, you know, we, we got more names than we can list, and we're not going to sit here and go off all the names because not everybody interacts. Some of them are there. Some of them do a really good job. But the point is, you know, you guys have the opportunity to use us as a conduit to kind of connect with some of these guys that might have been some of your favorite athletes growing up. You know, one of the the cool things uh, for Mr. Brown is he gets to connect with all these Braves and guys that he's he's connected with. Or we get a guy like uh, Ed Hearn, who was on the 30 for 30 ESPN had. And, you know, he's a friend of the show. We've talked to him multiple times. And it's just um, a cool thing to kind of get to know who these guys really are uh, for me. We, we have the football group. The the guy that I grew up 
and made me become a, unfortunately, a Bengals fan, right, was Icky Woods. And Icky Woods is part of our group now. And we keep growing all the time with these different uh, athletes. So, you know, any athletes listening, we want you to come be a part of what we're doing. We think it's special. And then for the fans out there, you know, as long as you can be respectful, don't be a jackass. Come and interact and, and you know, give these guys uh, some questions and let us uh, know how we can help make our show better by bringing these guys into the fold. So we do appreciate uh, the fans who've been with us so far far it's meant a lot but that being said we got a lot of stuff going on this weekend you got some big time college football games Penn State and Iowa man that is a huge one can't wait to see that one we got NFL Sunday night we mentioned earlier the Bills and the Chiefs that's huge and don't forget you got the Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury fight I think Tyson Fury finishes it off but if Wilder comes out and starts throwing haymakers early a puncher's always got a chance. But that's all. This is the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. That's it for this week. We'll be back same time next week. Have a good weekend. Watch some sports. And don't forget to follow us wherever you get your podcast and wherever you find us on social media. Have a good weekend. Bye-bye.